Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode three of the Jet Movement Podcast. I'm Jeremy Hirschhorn, owner and lead instructor at Jet Movement Academy in Bellingham, Washington. Before we start with today's topics, as always, I want to thank you for listening and ask that if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a rating and or a review and be sure to like and share on whatever platform you find us on. That goes a huge way in helping us reach more people and give more value. Okay, so today's topic, what we're diving into is um, setting our expectations. Okay, um, this is a huge challenge uh, for a lot of people um, once they've kind of found the motivation to get started with the program and and they really want to make a change. They're they're driven past that uh, that point of of holding back and they want to really actually get into. A program or a direction or they just have you know they found they found the fire to get going um you have to manage your expectations because a lot of times what happens is we get really fired up one day and we set all these lofty goals and then after a week or two we get burnt out of that and we're not seeing that progress fast enough uh and so we bail this happens to everyone at some point this has happened to me i get you know, I feel pretty comfortable with where I'm at and what I'm doing. And then I see some shiny thing that I want to be able to do. And I set a goal of it. Um, and then I try to go get it and I, and I end up falling off the wagon. So what happens, sometimes we give ourselves too many goals okay, um, at once where there's just not enough time to do it. But realistically, what happens is we don't give ourselves an actual plan of attack that is doable, okay, that is manageable. So what we have to do first, so the previous episode we were talking about uh, assessments um, and choosing a program and and, and kind of uh, using a program that's effective based on what your goals are. So assessment is huge. You have to identify what you want and what's keeping you from getting that, what's holding you back. Um, and where are you, where are you on that, on that, you know, in the world, right? So how close are you to that goal? How far away are you from that goal? What is a realistic look at where you are? And man, that, that honesty and that, that, that realistic look at yourself is super hard because you might not like what you find out. And so we can sugarcoat that a lot of times, um, and not be honest with ourselves. If you just suck at something, don't be so emotional about it. Just suck at it. That's fine. Then you establish your process for getting better and then you go. So you kind of have to remove the emotion from that. And the more failures you've had and the more people that that tell you you're a failure, the more you start to believe that you can't do that thing and, it, and it's just this negative, you get stuck in the mud. So I understand that that is a very, very difficult challenge. But the beauty thing, the beautiful thing is there are so many people out there that want to help you. Okay. So you basically have to change who you're around um, and and decide that I'm good enough to do this and I need to go do it. Okay. So, so being realistic is hard. So here's, here's how, here's how I like to approach it. Um, I could go off on some tangents here. I almost just did. I kind of lost focus for a second. But um, let's talk about the, the, the way that I go about um, goal setting. 
and I've used this to, in, for success myself and I've avoided this in certain things and I've had failures. So here's what we do. We assess ourselves of where we are, okay? So what the heck does that mean? So you need to do things that are going to result in failure, okay? That is hard to do because you're, you're accepting the fact that you're gonna do things that are gonna make you fail. But when you do, you understand where you are. And, and when you allow yourself to fail, a lot of times you might even be surprised that you're like, man, I thought I was going to fail at that and I did it. Okay. So you have to do some things that are going uh, to, to lead to failure or that might make you think you're going to fail. You have to do stuff. You have to do something. Okay. Um, whatever that is. So um, let's, let's use an example so we can get a little bit more specific here. So, um, something that has always been on my radar is handstands. So I always thought handstands were cool. People that could hand balance are incredible to watch, um, like Cirque du Soleil performers, um, things like that. Is It's incredible to see. So I was always like, well, I'm a pretty strong guy. I, I want to try to get to a level where I can do hand balancing and, and make that a thing in my repertoire. So I'll usually get super fired up about it. I'll do a few handstands every day for a couple weeks. And then when I'm not all of a sudden doing Cirque du Soleil performances, I'm like, what the heck? Uh, let's do something else. Because you don't realize how difficult that actual act really is. Okay. So what I, what I need to do then is take, take that idea of being a, a Cirque du Soleil performer and try to build steps from where I am, which is about a good solid 15 to 20 second handstand on a good day. I, I need to take that level. Okay. There's an assessment right there. I've timed myself to see how far I can go. I need to take that and figure out what it takes between that and being able to be on my hands for five minutes, let's say. And so a lot of times what's going to help is to, to, to reverse engineer the end product the goal. So look at, Okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to be on my hands for that long, okay? Um, what is involved in having the strength to be able to do that? So, you know, then you start to to study what it looks like from the outside. So you watch people do it. You test out what they're doing. You pay attention to how your body feels while you're doing it. And what I've come to, to realize about hand balancing specifically is it's not so much a strength thing as it is an alignment thing, Okay. It's an alignment thing. If you're going to brute strength, hold yourself up upside down by your hands, it's going to be a tough day. But the people that are the best at it have themselves aligned and they understand their weight distribution. So what that, what that shows me is I spent more time in uh, the observing and, and testing phase and learning about that process and it, un, it unveiled something to me that I didn't know before. Okay. So when we start to look at that end goal and really study what it is, instead of just observe it um, in, in like a fascination way where I'm just watching people and I'm just in awe of what they're doing, instead I'm actually going into it more like a scientist. I'm looking at how are they moving, where are they putting their hands, what kind of implements are they using. And then when I find people that are really good at that thing, I want to know more about their life. What do they eat? What do they, how do they sleep? You know, What else do they do? What else are they involved in? And you start to unravel this thing. And 
there's these levels of unraveling that happen where you'll have this breakthrough where you're like, man, I finally understand this thing now. And then you're like, okay, great. Now I understand it. And you kind of hang out in that space where you understand it. And then all of a sudden uh, something new dawns on you like, oh man, how did I not see that before? And you'll just keep having these like mental breakthroughs of understanding about the topic. Okay. So when it, when it comes to, um, handstands, it's just a good example. Um, I had a, another trainer friend of mine come and do a, um, a workshop at the gym, uh, kind of in the early days of when we opened and he taught a very in-depth protocol into how to train yourself to do a minute long handstand. And the stuff he was saying and the way he was saying it just seems no, so nonchalant, like, duh, why wouldn't you think about it this way? You know, and as he was talking about um, how your hands are holding you up and the alignment of where your hips are in relation to your rib cage and all these different little intricate pieces of it that I never thought of. I just thought of put your feet up in the air and be strong enough to hold yourself, you know? And then I thought about, okay, well, core strength obviously is going to hold me in place and how strong my hands are. And I started to kind of unravel some of that on my own, but it wasn't until I, I listened to someone who was really good at it uh, start to talk about it. So you start to unravel all these things and reverse engineer what it takes to be able to do the end goal, the task, okay? And so you start to make yourself a map of how to get from where you are um, after you've assessed yourself um, from where you are to what you want to be and try to find all those steps in between. And you want to make those as small as steps as possible in between. What is something I can do today that I know will help me get to the next step? And if you just keep doing that every single day, you're going to get there. One of my favorite um, philosophical questions is, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. You're not going to eat an entire elephant elephant in one bite. So you got to manage the size of what you have. And what will happen is along the way, you might get discouraged about how long it's taking you to get there. So you have to reevaluate the importance of that goal to yourself. So that's another aspect that we want to try to um, add into this is reassessing your interest level and your passion for that goal. Okay. Um, also the feasibility of it. So, um, Gary V is a, is a great business podcast guy, uh, that I, that I've listened to pretty extensively. And he always talks about how bad he wanted to be uh, a professional basketball player, um, or an NFL player for the nets. And he realized it didn't matter how long he practiced and how hard he went. He just wasn't going to do that. So it was more likely for him that he became a businessman that then owned the team. And so that's part of the goal is, is part of setting the goals and realistic expectations is, is this something that I can actually uh, do? And if it's not, what's a step down below it? Can I do that thing? And you just keep checking that list until you find a level that you can get to feasibly that you think you can feasibly obtain and then you work from there and you just keep adding these levels okay so when it comes down to it it's all about finding steps okay establishing what those steps are and, and making those as small as possible and as and as measurable as possible and and as attainable as possible okay um 
So one of the things I like to use is a success pyramid. Um, that was first introduced to me uh, by my coach in high school, Coach Hatch at Seahome. Um, coach Gary Hatch, he's a, he's a Washington State Hall of Fame coach here um, and one of my, one of my greatest mentors uh, who's taught me a lot um, about life and baseball. But um, he showed us the John Wooden Pyramid to Success. John Wooden's another amazing coach, coached UCLA basketball for a long time um, through the 70s and 80s, won a ton of national titles. The list goes on. But the, the success pyramid is this idea where we put our most ridiculous dream goal at the very, very tip of the pyramid. And then we start to figure out what all the building blocks are in between. And we just get down to the very, very infinite uh, details. So for us, um, when we when we established that pyramid, um, what we put at the very tip of that pyramid was to win a state title in baseball. And so that was that's that's as good as it can get for a high school baseball player in terms of a team accomplishment was a state title. Once you win a state title, your season's over. You're the best. You're the best in the state for your your level of competition. So we every year we would place that at the at the peak of our pyramid, and then start to look at all these different building blocks in between um, day one and that that state championship, and you get down to details that you wouldn't think of before, like well if I don't go to class, then I can't go to practice, and I can't play if I don't go to practice. Okay, so you have to go to class. Okay, you make it a priority to. Um, uh, meet your attendance goals and needs so that you're actually qualified to be a, a student athlete. Seems pretty easy, but not for everybody, right? So if you really, really want that state title, you need to go to class. Okay, and then maybe a step above that is you need to um, have a good enough grade to maintain your uh, your qualifications to play. So how do we get better grades? Okay, well, I need to do my homework. So I need to time manage and set up a, you know, a schedule of when I'm actually going to do this. Maybe I need to go to study hall. Uh, maybe I need to stay after class and talk to the teacher. Okay, things like that. So you start to find all these little things that are going to help you uh, build some of these small chunks of that pyramid. And the more of those building blocks that you put in place, you start to build yourself up. And and without even really noticing it, you become the quality person that can ob- attain that goal. Okay. So for some of us, our starting point is, is farther behind others. Okay. So you may be starting farther down that pyramid, but that doesn't mean that you can't keep building those blocks. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. There are some things that are, that are maybe insurmountable. Like I'm not going to play in the NBA as a five, eight white dude from Bellingham. That's just not going to happen. But if I really cared about it, I could find the building blocks um, to put in place to, to, to get myself to a level where maybe I could have played professionally at some level. Who knows? But, but, but the, the bottom line is, is that there is a pathway to that goal. You just have to believe in it and find the steps. You can't just hope and wish and do nothing. You have to actually take action every day to get to those those goals so when we look at our our goal we start to identify these processes we have to find a way to map them out and track them okay so um, what i want to do 
is kind of paint a picture here and I might do, uh, I might post um, a visual representation of this too because I feel like visuals always kind of help me out. So we'll look at um, kind of the steps to take uh, for, for doing this. So uh, if we kind of recap here, what we're gonna do is we're going to identify a goal. Step one, okay, identify a goal, okay? Step two, assess yourself. Be honest, honestly assess where you are, okay? Then we have to start to dig into what is in between that, that goal and where I currently reside. What's in between, okay? And we need to get as nitty gritty into the details of that as possible, okay? So if that's, um, you know, I wanna be a, a collegiate athlete at, uh, at Western, okay? Well, I want to get into the details so fine that it's like, when when does the coach that would give me a chance to play, when does that coach have office hours at the school that I can go and talk to him and visit him? Um, you know, what kind of car does he drive? So if I walk by the parking lot and see it, I know he's on campus and I can and I can just make myself available to find him and talk to him and then find out what he is looking for in a player or she is looking for in a player. Um and just get close and comfortable with the people and the means that are gonna make that goal happen, okay? Uh, and then you start to flesh out this plan of attack, okay? And then once you have that, okay, then you have to start to check in and create these assessment points where every once in a while you're gonna evaluate yourself. And if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do, then you need to to find a way to re-motivate yourself, reinvigorate yourself into that. Remember um, why you started pursuing that goal in the first place, okay? And reevaluating um, your determination level of how you're going to get there, okay? So we identify the goal, okay? We we assess ourselves and identify our current level, okay? And then we start to just learn everything we can about the process in between. And, and what I, what I recommend is that you find a professional, um, to, to follow. And, and that information is so abundant right now. It's, it's abundant. It's everywhere. It's free for the most part. Um, you can dig into so much of that for free. So that's something that I've done a lot in my career as a trainer is I have, um, just immersed myself in the world of training. So, if somebody claims to be really good at something and I watch their stuff and it looks on the surface like I might like it and they've got a big following um, and they're pumping out content, then I will I will pay attention to that content and I will assess it from a point of view of trying to decide if this is the real deal or not rather than just chasing whatever is the hot trend and, and just doing it blindly. I'm going to study it and, and essentially second guess it with the hope that it is the real deal. And when you find good things, useful things that you see are, are making a difference, you add those to the, to, the, to the pyramid, okay? And that's one of your building blocks. And you just spend your time um, listening to those people and seeing what they do. And, you know, you will know real quick if they're just blowing smoke or if they have some real sustainable things that they are doing um, that can be helpful to you.
And then sometimes you're going to have to really go all in and take a leap of faith and, and maybe pay some money for their programming um, or see them face to face, things like that. So you will come to those crossroads where it's kind of all or nothing and you might land flat on your face. I've done that with some of the um, certifications I've I've gotten. You know, I, I was like, okay, I, re- I like what this cert is, is uh, meant for and I want to use that. So I'm going to go ahead and pay the money to do that certification. And then you're, you know, halfway through and you realize this isn't anything that I don't already know. This is a waste of money, a waste of time. But there's going to be those setbacks. But if I never dove in and actually put my money into and my time into a, a training program, I would never discover some of the amazing things that I have discovered. So you have to just kind of lay it on the line and, and go into it and do it. Okay, so... Um, that is the, that is the process that you have to set for yourself. Um, if you have, especially if you have a goal of weight loss or strength, uh, or conditioning, uh, some kind of event that you want to attain, you can't, a lot of these things are challenging for a reason. Um, if you know, if there's a lot to these things that, that you might not have already known, if you want to lose a a bunch of weight, it's not really complicated how to do it. It's more complicated. How do I do it in a healthy way that's sustainable, that is actually going to benefit me? You know, that's where it takes that extra layer of diligence to actually look into it and learn about it and and make some, some lifelong changes, but then constantly re-immerse yourself in it. So you need to really, it becomes about that self-evaluation and that looking deep into your life about what you actually value and what do you really want out of this. You know, if it, it's got to be something that you yourself really, really want uh, to have happen or really need to have happen. You know, motivation because it's going to impress somebody else is not going to last. You know, motivation because you feel out of place around other people, that's not going to last. It needs to be something that you want for yourself um, because you know that it's going to ultimately make your life better. And we need to anchor ourselves around those values that we have of things that are going to make our life that much better. And then those are the things that you will be willing to go this in depth with and create this process for. Um, If you're not that invested in it, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of change and a whole lot of long-term adjustment. Okay. So um, I hope that helps uh, kind of establish um, an idea of, of how to get into those goals realistically, um, how to manage the expectations, and, and how to actually achieve those goals um, once you've decided what they are. Okay, Create, create a, um, a map and a process and some progressions uh, to, to tra- travel in the right direction. And then just constantly reevaluate and be honest with yourself. Um, the honesty piece is huge. You can't lie to yourself because it's gonna. The truth will come out eventually. Okay. So, um, yeah. I hope that helps. Um, let me know what you think in the comments. Please share your experiences um, and where you've been, because that might help someone else. Um, if you think of it in a different way um, than me. You know, that also helps me learn. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, turn this into a bright future for for many other people. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this uh, episode up. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, 
Uh, we appreciate you listening. Be sure to like, share, review, and most importantly, comment. We are driven by you, the listener, and what you want to hear. I always want your feedback. Okay? I want topics uh, that you want to discuss, questions that you have, and we'll use those for future pods. Please be interactive because that is what gets me going. Okay. So, my friend, I wish you health and wellness, many adventures, and as always, keep moving. Humbid.